0: In this episode, I sat down with Sophie Allen, the CMO of Web20 Ranker, and I unfold all the exciting things about automation. Sophie automated most of the HR work in her company, which helped the team to reduce time and cost. Do you know what else she's automated? The driver itinerary, content writing, podcasting, and many more. Let's get into how to automate most of your workflows and save time.
1: So I started marketing probably 10 years ago now, um, doing little projects, I actually started in social media. So I was doing social media for a couple of different businesses in Kansas City, which is where I used to live. Um, then I got started doing SEO for a couple different websites that were more local focused. That was before I knew a ton about local SEO. Um, but then I kind of transferred from that local side into working with businesses that were national. Um, A lot of tech, a lot of insurance firms, a lot of um, essentially anything that would be thought of as more of an older industry where it was more of a parent who was kind of passing it off to their child or um, trying to step out of the business and we would come in and modernize it. So I got a lot of experience in SEO that way. And then I started working at web 20 ranker after I got my foot in the door at the other agency. Um, and then I have been working with them for probably three years now. I was doing SEO and managing some campaigns and now I am the chief marketing officer at web 20. Um, so I do. Oh, all the marketing. okay. Yes. That's cool. So I do all the marketing, uh, management for them with our team, but then I also handle a lot of the automations, like you said. Um, And that has kind of been where I really like to play around because it's very in-depth and can get very technical
0: Yes, all right. Oh, how does
1: it feel like being the CMO at web 20? How big is your team? Um, We have I have two that are directly under me Then we have a customer success team that kind of works in tandem with us Um, I have a small team though because a lot of the stuff I do is automated. So Since a lot of it is processes we do over and over again, like our podcast or blog creation, things like that, it can be standardized. And then I use automation to cut down how much manual work there is to be done. Mm -hmm. Awesome. How do you, so
0: what do you automate right now within the company podcast, content, I mean, content briefs or content, just just so
1: everything I do is pretty standardized with SOPs and things like that. Um, so once you have those SOPs, you can work to automate generally most of it. And the longer I've worked there, the more that I've learned. Um, I actually learned a lot of the automation that I do from Mike Milas. So when I started working there, he was doing a lot of the automation and he was showing me how to do it. And I am very um, type A, that I'm very analytical, but automation is a little bit creative because you have to think of how to solve a problem. Um, A lot of software doesn't play nice together, so you'll have to find workarounds and things like that. Um, So that's kind of where I got started in it. I love it and... I, it's kind of the thing I love to do on the side too. I do a little automation for some other clients that I have myself, but, um, it can be very time consuming. So you can spend a whole day just trying to automate a couple different things.
0: Awesome. Okay. So give me an example. How do you, for example, automate a podcast? So what's happening? Most, cause I do everything manually. Yeah. So
1: we were doing a lot of it manually and it was taking up so much time and I, have a small team, so I don't have a lot of extra hourly resources. Um, So we will automate everything once we get the guest. So that's probably the most manual part is reaching out to whoever we're going to have as our guest and then coordinating with them. But then once we have that guest, I have a whole sequence that starts off with a form. So any of my team will fill out this quick form who they are. Actually, I just moved that. So it's part of the Cowanly, which you use in your podcast scheduling yep. too. Yeah. So you can use yep. that as your trigger, and then that will kind of set off building out all the forms, asking for all of their images, building out the itinerary that we use, because that is semi standardized. We do have to go in and add, you know, news and things like that for the week that we're going to talk about. Um, but we can standardize all of the uh, messaging with them, and then any follow up. There's a lot of like promotion tasks. So how you do all your videos and things like that to promote the podcast, that will all be automated to assign the tasks. Some of it is automated, like it will create a template image, but I don't like using automation for images always because then it gets a little bit dry. Like it will be the same every week. So that part I haven't figured out how to automate entirely yet. I've been looking at some different AI, image automation but i don't know i'm picky about my images and graphics how do you do you also automate those like short videos as well like i'm doing some of them so the ones that you're talking in with your face i don't know that you could automate but you can automate um, like templates into those videos so you can add placeholders for different call to actions or titles and things like that Um, we haven't played around with that a lot I have been working on automating some other things so the podcast has kind of been just chugging along with what I've got going now but I have a second round of automation stuff I want to do it's just um, like I said there's always stuff you can automate so it's kind of prioritizing what is most important at the time
0: yeah for me was a that calendar is free and like that that's the only part of the i guess quote quote automation that i have it's like i just hey you book a time you want and then they just keep booking so i don't really remember or they don't i don't really know who is who well not who is who but like who is on what day because it's on my calendar already um so then uh, what other areas do you In within your marketing workflow that you it?
1: So I automate a lot of the blog creation. So that'll be a lot of creating content briefs, templates, not for Web 20, but for my my own website I have on the side that I like play around with. Um, I have been implementing ChatGPT automation, so you can actually plug that into Zapier or Pabli, and then you can use the triggers, whatever trigger you're using, Um, to kind of generate different parts of the blog. Um, I know Mike's been working on it at Web 22. They have a tool they're coming out with. But what I'm doing is a little bit simpler because some of my clients are small businesses, so they don't have a lot of money. So they struggle with content creation. So I can write a lot of short descriptions for social copy or the blog I had to break out into sections and it got a little dicey but um, it's doable so you can even write it it's just a matter of getting your prompts to be correct and kind of tight because it will push it out for you the way I have it set up so I have it set up so that it will write the social copy and then post it for me so I don't even look at it Um, but some of those clients I have that I'm using it on are pretty low budget so they don't have the money to have a full-time social media person who's writing the content. Um, I mean, I do look it over, but I'll, you know, the more you can automate, the ha- more solutions you can find for someone who doesn't have a huge budget. Awesome.
0: What, what the, do you code for this or no. you, So what, what do you, I use? do
1: not code. I used to use mostly Zapier. That was what I only used when I started. Um, uh, and then we started using high level, which that is an automation platform in itself um it's a little bit more than automation because it does the crm and all that um but they've added a lot more tools into their automation system so they natively integrate with google sheets and a couple others now and i think they're adding more but what i use now is pably um because it's cheaper. So I was using Zapier and it was getting to be like over five, dollars $600 a month, which was just too much for what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't running a, a multimillion dollar business with it or anything, so I didn't have the budget to spend. Um, but then I discovered Pabli will actually provide a lot more information. So it can parse a lot more data. So. With Zapier, a uh, software might have five triggers, but with Pabli, there might be ten or twenty different triggers you can use, because it's not as it's not as built for a front end user. So it's a little bit more work to map out the fields and things like that, but you get more data, so you can do more more with it. Awesome.
0: Uh, I want you to, like, send me those links. I mean, Zapier, I'm familiar with, but I haven't uh, seen or used Pabler. Pabli.
1: So, yes. So there's Pabli, which they are a little bit more in their infancy. There is still some, I've had a couple issues with them with different automations, but I've also had issues with Zapier. So for a long time, we were having issues where the gravity forms weren't triggering and it wasn't anything. Random it was every form wasn't working. So I mean, I feel like every tool is not going to Work a hundred percent of the time there's going to be issues uh, But over time probably will they have gotten a lot better and they have better support okay. Which is one thing I like so if I do have an issue mm-hmm. or something's not working a connection isn't Sticking I can reach out to them and they message me within an hour. Maybe a couple hours, depending on when
0: I reach out. Yeah. But. Hi, if you listened to this far, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please leave me a review on either Apple Podcast, Spotify, or my YouTube channel. If you have any feedback for the show, please let me know on the Aspiring CMO Podcast social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, or send me an email on my website. Now, let's get back to the episode. Okay. Perfect. Uh, okay, so walk me through like your your. your I guess your brain process when you start like here's a problem, and then you not like immediately go solve it. Just one per one problem at the same time. You're probably thinking like, okay, how can I make it work multiple times, right? Without your input. So like, how do you? I guess I don't know. Like explain the automation process in your brain to someone who is maybe new to it or like wanna wanna automate something. In there, so
1: the know? first thing I always think about is making a list of what is done more than three or four times. So if you do something more than three or four times, it can probably be automated. I don't know who told me that. I think it might've been Mark, but, um, they said three or four times, which before that I would have things that I would do over and over. And it was kind of, I guess, just an understood thing in my brain. But that rule has kind of helped me to identify more things I can automate because it's kind of a very big problem. So you can start from anywhere. So I'll get that list of what I've done three or four times or what the client's done three or four times. And then I will see exactly what tools they're using now because a lot of times they are using tools that are completely manual, like sending their Google. I was working with someone who sent their Google Calendar instead of using a Calendly where they can, it's a lot more structured and they can ask specific questions So sometimes it's matching them with the right tools first and then you can cut down on the tasks they're having to do. Then I will take any SOPs they have. So if you have written SOPs at all, some businesses don't have them. So they kind of have to give me a rough idea of what's happening. Um, Then I will walk through that um, and just see exactly what follows a standard process. So something like writing a blog that's a little bit more obtuse it's not going to be super structured but something like scheduling meetings or sending follow-up emails or your social media campaigns um, those are things that you can automate entirely um, we've automated a lot of the hr work that we do at web 22 so that's a whole i took on a whole um, process to build out our automated hr system because I liked automation so much. Um, So once you get in there and see, it's very visual. So I would definitely recommend using something like Zapier first if you're brand new at automation because it's more user friendly. If you do not know a lot about automation or APIs or how webhooks work, things like that, Zapier is gonna be more of your friend. Um, They make it to be more for a business like a business owner could use zapier i have my mom that uses zapier but Pabli, i don't i don't know that that would be i'd have to train her on it um so is pabler
0: more like complex a little use, bit or? so
1: there's a little bit more of a learning curve zapier because it's meant for more if they want to reach a broader audience essentially so they make it easier to use Um, The like the fields will be labeled. So for example, in Gravity Forms, which is a common form builder, each of those fields is labeled with a number. And those numbers then correlate to what data is pulling into the into the field. So you kind of have to match up all of these data points to get it to pull in correctly and map the data. But with Zapier, that's all done for you. So it will have It will say, like, name, and then, you know, you've got the name field. So it it takes away a step, whereas Pably they number it. So it would be field 10 or whatever. But if you don't know how to go in and look at the field numbers and gravity forms, it would be a little harder. So Zapier is definitely what I would recommend for someone first. Um, Just look at what you can do repeatedly and then start there, and then I would look at your SOPs. Um, because your SOPs are probably gonna line up visually with what is in Zapier. Um, And then also all those automation tools, like you can type in, I wanna use Google Docs and it will tell you everything Google Docs can do. So Zapier will give you a lot of use cases. So it'll say, if you have a Calendly booking link, you can do this with Google Docs and you can do this with your email and you can do this with Facebook. Um, So it'll give you a little bit more ideas to kind of start your journey because those ideas kind of started me on a path. And then I would think, oh, well, if I can do this with Google Docs, then maybe I can do this with an enter to win software or whatever I'm working on at the time. But um, I would definitely look at all those ideas with Zapier. Awesome. Cool.
0: And the – how to say oh man brain fart other than automation uh how do
1: you how else do you spend your day as cmo oh as CMO, so i manage a lot of the product launches that we do um different sales content creation we have a lot of product lines at web20 so um, it's a lot more product based so that takes up a lot of time um, I also do a lot of the website copy, updating um, all the emails. Well, I don't write them, but I will have one of my team write them and then we kind of collaborate on editing it. Um, I kind of have my hands in a lot since our team is small and I have a little bit of a control problem. So I like to be in everything. That's why I was talking to Mads about delegating at the conference which I'm still struggling with, um, but that takes up a lot of my day. It's a lot of just random whatever comes up for marketing because we have so many different products and brands. Um, they have a couple other software companies that I also help with a little bit. So it is very different every day.
0: Wow, that's so okay so let's get into a little bit of lifestyle question here because I see you are doing a lot and not only are you you know doing all for your web 20 company but you're also having clients plus you are traveling because I follow yeah. you on Instagram and I see all your posts so my question is how do you manage your time doing so many things so
1: happens? I was introduced to asana uh, back at my old agency that I worked for when I worked with the 10 million clients. Um, so that was a lot more structured and that's kind of where I learned how to structure my tasks and write everything out because when you're doing so many random things, you will forget a lot. You'll forget a lot of things and you'll wake up in the middle of the night and remember I didn't send that email. Um, so the autumn, the automation and Asana can kind of tie in together because I can automate my task creation based on what I'm working on. So like with the blogs that we write, for example, all of that process is pretty much automated besides the writing of it, Um, like all the task creation, everything that's assigned. So there's a flexible SOP that's happening. Um, So I can stay up to date on what they're doing without actually having to be in the project because like it will send you emails of these are the things that are due in the next week. So then I kind of it's almost like a personal assistant Um, That will provide you with updates on what you have to do when and then you can also see like who's completed how much work um, Which is helpful for my team so I can see exactly what they're doing. I see I I think I
0: looked at a a little bit It looked quite complex like you really have to have like a logical thinking and like really you have to figure it out first No, Uh I had a friend and he was like he, he got anxiety from Asana. I I mean, I was laughing cause, uh, at him because I didn't have to deal with those things. But, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I have a, I heard mixed reviews about Asana. It's definitely
1: a reflection of your brain. So if you think, however you think, that's how your boards are going to be organized. Um, I actually... Just had to go and clean all mine up because I just dropped random ideas in there things I know I need to get done and all of a sudden there were like a hundred things in My board that had no home So I just had to go through yep. and clean it up. Um, I would recommend just getting a like a simple structure um, Because you can make it as simple as you want a lot of people just overcomplicate stuff which is I found Time and time again especially in automation you see exactly how complicated things are when they start explaining to you why they're doing the same thing yeah
0: i think automation can get very complex as well like uh, depending on what trigger what that person will receive don't do you recommend to just have like one very simple workflow or do you do this like oh if she didn't click or like she did click then this happens
1: so that I can automate I don't get that deep with it with web 20 we do because that's a lot more structure there's a lot more going on um, but a lot of that you can automate in your email platform like Active Campaign. they'll have their own automation software whatever email you're using um, but the best tool i found besides zapier and Pabli is really high level i mean they have like ClickUp and stuff like that i've never really played around with ClickUp too much i've been I in there a little B- bit i
0: thought ClickUp up is uh is like a project management tool. yes
1: but you can automate within there i like i said i haven't played around with it a lot that's mike was showing me it but um you can automate mm-hmm. with that too because what i found is a lot of the software is like they say they're only for this one thing but really you can use it for anything Um, so like high level, that's what we are going to be using for a lot of the different internal softwares that we need just because it does the most, um, it does things internally that others don't. So like whatever CRM you're using, if it's not high level, like if you're using HubSpot or whatever different CRM there is, um, that is just one little bubble and once you take that data outside of that, that environment it isn't as easy to work with. But with high level, everything is inside of it. So I do use Asana for my own agency a little bit, but I'm looking at moving a lot of it into high level because it's a CRM. So I can have all my contacts in there. But you can automate everything and then they have a capability that I haven't found with a lot of other platforms, at least for the same price, um, where you can create like custom fields and custom values. So Based on if they went to this one conference three years ago that you have a field for, you can automate based on that or or Mm -hmm. automate based on specific dates, like when their anniversary is or when their last call was Um, so that the call one's really helpful in order to follow up with your clients. So you can avoid stale leads, stale clients, people you don't talk to in six months and then all of a sudden they leave. Um, So that's been a big help. The only thing with high level is that is a lot of work. So that took me probably like two years just to learn the ins and outs of it. Yeah. And I I don't like saying I'm an expert in high level, but everyone else says that just because out of necessity, um, no one else at our company wanted to learn it. And so I kind of just took it on. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I see what you mean. Because I think we were using high level a little bit, and I think I, I just didn't go back to it every It's time very hard really when you start.
1: It's very hard because like, it's I like I don't. It get doesn't it. have structure, which is a negative and a positive. So it's a positive because you can do anything with it, but it's a negative because it can do anything. So you don't really have guidance on how to use it. Um, they have a lot of videos, but unless you had a specific use case, like. An agency I don't know that I would dive into it um, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't
0: recommend high-level for like a solo printer or like a, a small company?
1: I so I use it with my like I have a couple companies that use it but I manage it so if you're wanting to give it to your clients I would I would invest in it but it just know it's going to take time um, there's okay. also a lot of high-level consultants and stuff I do a little bit of that on the side I'll help set up different automations and different things. So they have mm-hmm. um, what's called a snapshot. So it's essentially like a template that you can put into your account, um, which will cut down a okay. lot of the work. So that I've built out a couple of those over the periods of time. Um, those will help you. If anyone ever has questions, mm-hmm. they can just reach out to me on Facebook or whatever too. Because a lot of times, with high level specifically they even support will be like you can't do this they'll tell you you cannot do this and every time i have found a workaround of how you can do it um but that's just because i've been using it for so long so some of those weird little quirky questions if anyone has those they can reach out to me on facebook i'm always happy to help amazing that's so nice of you
0: and uh, yeah okay so another question for aspiring cmos is that uh, what would you recommend for them to start get started with? Because right now you're doing a lot of high-level stuff. I mean, okay, pun intended. <laughs> uh, uh, but like for someone who is uh, starting marketing, or like want to get better at marketing, what do you recommend for
1: them? I would recommend just starting somewhere. So just start somewhere at a company that you think can offer you more learning, can teach you more, can get you higher, and just take on more work. Um, honestly that is how I got where I am so I have a lot of weird skills that I've acquired over the years that helped but I actually started at web 20 just writing so I was consulting I wasn't even actually working for them I was just writing on the side because I was bored and I had met one of the owners at an event and he needed some help and I know SEO so I have that SEO background and I also went to school for writing so i started writing for them and then they just kept giving me more and more work and i kept learning new things and over time it just grew into what it is now Um, so i would just say start somewhere and start learning because a lot of people get caught up in taking courses and trying to teach themselves all these skills and in reality the only thing you really need is the real life i mean you do need the, the courses and the skills but the real life Experiences and showing that you're reliable and accountable and that you're going to take on more responsibility that's a big thing because being a CMO is a lot of random work because marketing is very broad, especially if you're gonna, depending on where you're gonna work. I mean, it could be a couple things, but it's going to be a lot of flexibility and you have to be able to take on new tasks without, you know, griping about it.
0: yes uh i understand and i my first marketing job actually uh, my first paid marketing job because i did like not like free work before but i was the one person marketing department oh wow i was i was the marketing department i'm not saying i was good good okay but like because i was the only one i think i can say i was the best (laughs) <laughs> and the worst at the same time.
1: <laughs> marketing is like that. Yeah, but
0: it definitely gave me- marketing
1: is always yeah. the smallest team I have found anywhere I go. The marketing team is the smallest, and they get the last. They get the last of the budget, the last of everything.
0: That's so interesting. I don't understand. I mean, I kind of get it why, but at the same time, I don't because if you don't tell people about your product, how can they even? There to open your wallet. Yeah, to with
1: web you, you with web twenty, and it's, it's not weird. Like, I mean, they they're big enough that they understand the value of marketing. But a lot of, like I said, I work with smaller businesses. They do not understand. They do not understand the concept that you're. It makes so much sense to you and I, but to them, they're like, I don't need to spend this three hundred dollars. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it is crazy. Oh my god. Like me asking for budget. Okay, I mean in fairness it was uh it was COVID as well, but we were making zero money. So I was like, Well, can we run ads? But then we were making zero money, so it was like this uh back and forth, back and forth. You have (laughs) to spend money to make money to make
1: money. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Cool. Um, all right, but give me an example. It's like a very, very specific example of what you automated in SEO. Oh how what did you I, I guess like a mini step by step because like uh, this is a podcast. I don't think people can visually see it. But yeah, just give us a, example.
1: one thing I've automated for myself in SEO, not for a business is writing content. So I have so you. Okay, I travel a lot. So I will have just test what I can write about and rank for uh, with chat gpt so i had made a form that essentially was what the city was what the keyword i wanted to rank for was and then a little bit of notes that i would put in and then i had written out very structured prompts inside of the automations so that the form field data would map into the prompts and then i would write sections of the blog using chat gpt so i was doing about two paragraphs per automation of GPT because there's limits on how long it will run. So like you can't write a 10,000 word article with Pabli integration of ChatGPT. It has to be short snippets. But I had figured out how to manipulate the prompts so that each one would kind of daisy chain off the one before it and then connect WordPress so that all of that is then Put into the blog as a draft and then I haven't gotten to the point where I want to publish it myself because I want to tweak the prompts a little more but once I get to the point where I just publish it with the automation I will then publish it to all the social platforms and then I'll syndicate it out on um, a couple different sites all with the automation so that's been one that's been helpful, oh, wow. but it took me a whole day just to figure out how to play with the prompts to get them to trigger because some of them weren't connected. Um, so like it would do one prompt and, you know, spit out that copy, but then the copy after it wouldn't relate to the copy before it. Um, so there is a lot of tweaking you have to do. And I mean, you know what the prompts and stuff, how just one little word or different sentence can change the output um but so how the, how does it actually look like so you you it, it populates
0: one section and then based on the that section it populates the next yeah section? so i'll
1: use how did, how so I'll it so i'll use the section that i just created to kind of reference it and then it will create the section after it um, and then after that it converts it all to html and then that gets put onto wordpress and then that will be published out once I test it a little more. That's so cool. Why don't you make like automation courses, man? I don't have time, I don't have time. But automate, okay, so one thing that was, when I was traveling, when you were messaging me, I was having, I was automating my itineraries. So I would tell it what city I wanted to go to and then it would generate the itinerary, publish it on my website in HTML. And then I would use that webpage as like my itinerary for the day when I was traveling and these people I met Mm -hmm. were just mind blown because they're like manually researching and writing out everything. And I had made them one in 10 minutes. So, automation can be used in
0: anything That's, really uh yeah i'm just gonna put all your contacts in the show notes but like please tell the audience like where they can they find you mostly. so
1: you can find me on facebook sophie allen i'm in the local client takeover facebook group if you want to reach out in there there's a lot of automation and other marketers in there you can join um, you can also reach me at sophie at power Position seo or what's sophie.allen at web 20 ranker is my web 20 ranker email too so there's a lot of ways
0: you can awesome reach me. awesome all right thank you so much sophie i hope you have a you good you too day. bye